Market. The S&P, the ISX stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that doesn't mind giving some people the right of reply. I'm Scott Phillips, and this is a bit of a special extra episode because Doc is not with me today. Instead, I have a special guest, John Winters, the co-founder and CEO of Superhero. G'day, John. G'day, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, mate. Now, look, uh, you and I, we'd started a conversation on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, and then last week you, you sent me a, a message which was a little, a little terse. And you said, "Mate, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you making some some allegations on air. I'm not pretty not happy about it. And can you please stop doing it?" And so you and I jumped on the jumped on the uh, on the phone, had a chat. And I do think I was probably mis- misquoted or, or misrepresented at least in a couple of spots. But I did make one mistake, so I will absolutely fess up to that in a minute. But um, look, we don't do we don't do gotchas and we don't do free ads on this podcast. But where there is some room for disagreement and hopefully some room for clarity then we're more than happy to take it. So my thought we would do a a quick special episode just for our listeners who want to know a little bit more about Superhero. I'll I'll pose you a couple of tougher questions and give you a chance to to have full right of reply. I love the tough ones, Scott. Excellent. Just in the interest of basically trying to make sure that we have the most informed listener base possible. So, mate, um, before we get in, so I talked about Superhero on the podcast a couple of times actually over the past maybe three or four weeks. Um, but rather than me do it, uh, I will give you a bit of a, a bit of a stage. Give us the uh, give us the quick 30 second, one minute elevator pitch. What exactly is Superhero? Beautiful, thanks. So, Superhero in its simplest form at, at the moment is is a share trading platform. So you're able to to come on, you're able to sign up within, um, you know, in most cases under a minute. Uh, we we take you through the full AML ID verification process and create an account in real time. Uh, and we've also integrated into NAB to allow you to fund your account the same day using using PayID, which is a real time payments platform. You can then come onto the platform. You can you can invest in in shares. Uh, we, we've got the lowest brokerage in Australia at five dollars flat fee, uh, and there's zero brokerage on Aussie ETFs as well. All right, so that, that's the marketing pitch, and you've done well. So in a in a in a thirty second, forty five second pitch, you've told me that you guys make it stupidly simple to sign up because I have to say last time I opened a brokerage account I'm happy with my broker who is Comsec by the way but last time I signed up with them I think it was a seven page form I had to fill out I've done that a couple of times once for me once for my SMSF Um, it took a couple of days to get organised I had to get certified photocopied this and that Um, that was look a lot of people do not invest or don't delay starting investing because the whole thing seems too difficult that seems like a pretty simple pretty straightforward sign up process same day stuff is always good and if it's a was it a one minute one minute sign up process that's a that's a pretty good start yeah now let's let's go to let's go to um the, the disagreements or at least the, the the differences of of opinion or, or perhaps even perception uh you you sent me as i said a, a message on on linkedin said dude how about you don't t- say some bad things about us and it was you weren't just asking ask me to be nice by the way you were saying look i think i think you've said some things that are incorrect and, and would you mind actually kind of pulling your head in? And so uh, subsequently we've spoken about it. And I'll touch on a couple of those in a minute. I didn't, I um, didn't say pull your head in, but I, no, you I didn't. agree. No, sorry, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, terse. That's right, mate. You're, right. No, you're entitled. Okay. No, no, I, I, I mean, we, we've, we're all good, mate. We had a chat and that's, um, we, it's, all, it's all fine. It was just, it was just a, funny, a funny message. Um, anyway, all good. So look, the, 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 the message was you said, look, I've had some people say that you said these things. Um, that's not right. Would you mind not saying them? And I, and I actually come back to you, absolutely, mate. If, I, if I've made any mistakes, I'm happy, absolutely happy to, to clarify those. And that's part of what this is about. So let's start with the first mistake I did make. I misread on your website or, or misassumed on your website from something I'd read that there were, you, you said you can't transfer shares in to Superhero at the moment. Mm. And I think somehow I've, I misread that or read that or assumed that that also meant you couldn't transfer out. 
And so I had someone say to me, hey, wouldn't that mean there was a capital gains tax implication if you had to sell your shares to get your money out? I said, oh, yeah, that sounds like it would be right. And so I said that on air. I don't know if I said specifically it would happen or it might happen or be careful of it, but whatever I said, you were absolutely right to say to me, hey, that's actually not the case in any way, shape or form. Mm. And you can simply transfer those shares somewhere else without any brokerage in there. Sorry, without any capital gains tax, I should say. So that's absolutely my mistake. If I've inferred that or assumed that, I did assume that. So I said something to those words. I'll put my hand up right now and say, yep, completely screwed that up. Um, Is there anything further you want to clarify on that transfer out process? No, so so we we currently our website is correct. We currently don't allow, or we, it's not that we don't allow. We don't offer broker to broker transfers, and, and the Makes real sense. reason behind that is not because we don't want to do it. Of course, we want to do it, and <laughs> yeah, and it's a great right. way to to uh, you know to to get customers you know loving the platform, and and a lot of people right. do have multiple broker accounts, but a lot of people mm-hmm. do want to want to see everything all in one place. So that's mm-hmm. definitely coming. Our, our big our big challenge that we're trying to solve is like our onboarding process. We don't have seven pages of forms. We don't have certified ID. You know, you've got to go down to the chemist and then post it in. We don't have all of that. We're trying to do everything paperless. And unfortunately, you know, the comsex of the world still require a signed broker transfer form. So, and when all of your shares come over, they come across with a zero cost base with none of that trading history. So we want to make the user experience, the customer journey, as frictionless and as seamless as possible. It's like what Steve Jobs says about Apple products. They just work. When you get an Apple laptop, it you know, the software and the tech and the hardware work perfectly together. And that's how we feel that's how we think and, and feel about superhero. We want everything to be seamless. Mm. So those transfers, we're we're working on a process to make it absolutely seamless. But if you came today and you said, you know what, I don't like this, I've bought some shares here and I want to transfer them out, absolutely we can transfer them out. There's no CGT event, it's it's a transfer out, there's no change in beneficial holder, it, it goes out to, to your, your other account. Beautiful. Now that, that, and that, so I was absolutely wrong on that one. So I want to, I want to be really, really clear. And by the way, mentioning Apple, our listeners will know Doc is smiling ear to ear somewhere. Not necessarily on this podcast, but certainly he loves his Apple. He loves his Apple products. He loves his Apple shares. So he will be more than happy that you've referenced Steve Jobs, and he'd be nodding furiously, I'm sure, when he listens to this. Uh, John, let's let's move to a couple of other thoughts. So next thing I want to talk about is the the Hin setup. Now the chess setup, more more specifically. So one yeah. thing that I like about superhero is unlike some other brokers there is chess registration for the shareholders and that's a really positive thing it makes it a more secure holding than if it's just purely held in a street name broker somewhere else now that's not necessarily bad but on the on the hierarchy of risk there is simply less risk when you've got a chess sponsored holding that's a win the thing i did mention i I don't resolve this because it's true but it also bears some explanation is where if I have a shares with another broker and I, you know, we'll mention Comsec for the fun of it because it's my broker, but again, I have no dog in this fight. I don't, I mean, CBA occasionally sponsors this podcast. I have no idea whether they'll we'll get, we'll get you on the Superhero episode. one day, Scott. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, but for the record, I, you know, we, we, I genuinely don't care who sponsors us nor, nor what I do. I just happen to have been a Comsec shareholder for years. So if I, if I own my shares, I own my shares with my own hin in my own name. Um, you know, the, the, the account is mine. You guys to keep costs down, and I'll let you talk to that in a minute, have decided that there's a, a different way of doing it. You still get chess ho- sponsorship of the holding, but it's in a single name um, structure where the, the kind of the everybody's shares at Superhero are held under a single HIN, holder identification number with chess. So they are chess sponsored or registered, but they're not quite the same as being an individual chess account, right? Correct. Uh, a bit of, bit of an explanation there. So the, the easiest way to, to think about it is 
And, and there's and there's some examples that I'll give you in the market where you know that that we've that we've um, you know I guess looked at and then and then enhanced on. And um, you know if you think of Commonwealth Bank as an example, you've got let's say you've got five or ten grand in in you know X Y Z account. That cash is not sitting in a little box at a, at Commonwealth Bank. In that that's Scott's that's Scott's cash yeah. over there. A, sh- a shoebox somewhere in a, in a safe, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's in it's with every, it's in fact, shoebox, mate. It's not even cash. with everyone else's cash. They've lent it out to Jim, who's gone and bought a house. So that's right. But right. but you know there's there's obviously a level of credibility there's regulation <laughs> and and you know there's yeah, a whole yeah. lot of rules and and sort of controls that are in place. Correct. Those rules, regulations, and controls are, are that are applied there are, are the same that are applied mm-hmm. on us. So we are a licensed custody and nominee provider, and yep. the probably the closest comparison in the market is is not Comsec. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't directly compare Superhero to Comsec or or one of the other um, share trading accounts. We would be most most um, comparable to the likes of Hub Twenty Four and NetWealth. They run the same sort of structures. We 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 provide the same sort of services as them. But what we've done is we've taken this this extremely complex process and structure that typically has, you know, it's got a huge amount of regulation and and typically has a huge amount of cost associated with because of the manual process and and people heavy processes. And and we've we've been able to develop technology that that brings down those those costs, applying efficiency, but still maintaining that level of control. And where you've got an, you know, a, a net wealth as an example, where you would have an advisor come on, set up an account, charge a fee over managing that account on net wealth. What we've done is we've removed that advice intermediary and given the consumer direct access through a, a unique and intuitive user interface to be able to access those sorts of services at a very low cost. Right, and that makes a whole lot of sense, right? And I think that's that's absolutely a fair assumption. And when we talked the other day, you made that point to me, and it was it was a worthwhile point being made because it isn't. So I will I will argue, and you can you can disagree or agree. I will argue that on on the risk spectrum, none of these things are particularly risky. Um, the, the custodian relationship you guys have got, the the approach that a net wealth or a hub twenty four set up, the approach that Comsec have or any broker has with with individual chess holdings, they are really 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 secure safe as much as we can ever say safe with any of these things just to be really clear as a financial advisor I can't make those arbitrary you know I guess I mean he's safe because that implies there is no risk there is always risk with everything Um, on a hierarchy I will still argue that a a Comsec holding or a a NAB trade holding or whatever you know whoever whichever individual chest holding I've got is safer by definition than than it will leave you guys out of protect the net wealth by definition because in my name it's in my name it's in my name it's not not foolproof and it's not absolutely safe and the, the bank example is right but on a, on a level of risk, it is riskier to have a net wealth account than it is to have a Comsec account. Just just because there is that that you know, and maybe it's ninety nine point nine versus ninety nine point eight five, but there is still there is still a hierarchy there. The question, yeah. of course, for everybody is what's a what's a five dollar trade worth versus a twenty dollar trade? What you know, what is the genuine risk we're taking? And you know, like everything that I was going to say, once in a hundred years, it's probably a bad example given COVID. But you know, the the the, the kind of the the really unlikely, the incredibly incredibly unlikely scenario. There are scenarios under which any of those yeah. things break down. And the question for the consumer, for the investor is, what do you want to do? Yeah, another, another really close comparison is $3 trillion worth of superannuation assets. 
I mean, they're, they're right, all exactly. held. Yeah. They are all held legally by Aussie Super or or Host Plus or, or Colonial or AMP. Now, now, right, right. absolutely, there's less risk associated with those businesses because of the credibility and the you know yeah. they've been going for for years and years and years. And there's balance sheets. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, AMP. You know, probably might might put a. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I'll, well, leave, it, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Right. But these structures yeah, are not yeah. these structures are not new to Australia. What we've done is we've just made it more efficient by by applying technology, and I guess that's right. that's that's what fintech is doing to the world it's it's disrupting these you know we're not we're not creating something that's never been done before and 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 creating all these risks we understand the risk there's regulation around it and and you know we're we're sort of disrupting the status quo by bringing more efficient ways to deliver a similar or better product Mm -hmm. that makes sense so look, I think I think that covers the the stuff that you were concerned about that I had I had misstated or maybe maybe you just disagree with and wanted to wanted a chance to put your your point. I think that's I think that's a, a reasonable summary. Have I missed anything out of that? No, just I yet? think that's good. And and yeah, I mean, we, I always like to I always like to chat through these things so people people understand. And I think there's I think there's there's actually a great sort of misconception around the the whole the whole hin custody mm. SRN structure. You know, people sort of go, oh, I want a hin. Yeah. But, but why why do you yeah. want a hint? Well, I, I don't think, does, you know, yeah, right. I think I think yeah. you know eight out of ten people to. probably wouldn't be able to explain yeah. that. Yeah, correct, correct. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Hey mate, um, let me let me. So I have one more question for you before you finish up. But in, before I do, just quick clarification. So, for, for your sake, because I'm a nice bloke, um, explain to our listeners why the, the structure you've put in place to give it that security. So it's fine for you to say it's like net wealth. It's fine for me to say yeah, it's like net wealth. What for those who kind of are saying, yeah, well, what does it actually mean for me? Yeah. What what is what is the uh, again? Don't, don't I mean, be as technical as otherwise as you feel like you need to be. But you know what what structures are in place to safeguard a superhero account holder. Yeah, sure. So great, great question. So we we have a an operating business. It's called Superhero Markets. Um, it's an it's an operating company. We've also got a special purpose vehicle called Superhero Nominees, which is the the regulated custody account. There are no there are no um, business operations going on in 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 that uh, entity. It is purely that just there to act as a custodian, much like. JP Morgan acts as a custodian or HSBC. Um, you know, it, it's a very similar structure. Um, unfortunately for us, we've had to go through all of the, the hoops and, and uh, uh, regulation that, that those guys go through as well. Um, so in terms of the structure, there's, 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 no, there's no sort of operational risk. There's no um, uh, corporate entitlement to any of the assets within that custody structure. These are all regulated sort of rules um, and controls. So Superhero has absolutely no right to that. If Superhero was to go out of business, that, 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 um, that special purpose vehicle would remain. It, it, mm-hmm. it has, you know, administrators wouldn't be able to come in and, and take everyone's shares. At, you know, there's, okay. no, there's no risk of that. Um, and in terms, of, in terms of, you know, I guess, so, so from a regulatory point of view and from an asset protection point of view, the risks are, are extremely low. Mm-hmm. Then there's things like fraud risk. So uh, it was quite interesting to see, um, you know, the, the Robin Hood in the US, there was a, there were a couple of articles saying that someone's hacked into their accounts and, and taken a bunch of, uh, of their assets. 
um, they've actually hacked into their computers and their emails and been able to get through in, in that way. We've got we've got two-factor authentication on every single financial movement you do on the platform. So if you want to transfer money out, if you want to make a trade, whether you're buying or selling, if you want to update any of your details, you need two-factor authentication. So you get a message on your phone. There's an email that goes out as well. So there's, there's multiple safeguards in place to protect people's identity, to protect your assets, to protect against fraud and any other sort of risks. So there's a number of things and, and there's been people saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a hassle when you have to put in the six digit code every, every time you want to place a trade. And then it was interesting to see Robin Hood, who doesn't have that, um, get hacked and, and their customers lose a, a lot of capital. So there's a lot of there's a lot of risks that have been in place. We went through an extensive process with PwC to test all of those controls as well. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly feel like um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always the potential for something, but I think, you know, we, we are certainly at the top end of the security scale. I have to say, my two-factor authentication, let me spit that out, it's a bit like Winston Churchill describing democracy, right? It's the very worst thing except for everything else that's out there because <laughs> I, I still myself have issues with it. I was doing a money transfer only yesterday, actually, and, got a, got a note, and I was like, oh, bloody hell. And you know what? It's one of those things where I whinge about it at the time, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I think, you know, if, if yeah. people want to complain that it's too safe, well, that's about the that's the ultimate first world problem, right? So I, yeah, I have, exactly. I have, I have every every sympathy for people who feel like life is difficult. I have very little sympathy for someone who says, you know what, they care about me that much, they care about my, my money and their reputation that much that they're going to do two FA. So of all things, I will I will criticize any business for two FA is literally at the very very bottom of the list. So we'll we'll put that yeah. one aside. John, let me let me finish off by um, I guess restating a concern I have and, and maybe putting it to you. Um, and again, we talked about this, so this is not going to surprise you. This is not, I said, it's not a gotcha, gotcha conversation. It's just to help our members, our listeners, understand yep. a bit better. Um, I have a real issue with cheap and free in this particular context that I don't have elsewhere. And you, you said to me offline, well, you know, maybe you'll say again, you, you, guys, you guys say, you know, this shouldn't be expensive and get a better rate and all that stuff. And I absolutely do say all of those things. What concerns me is we've seen the absolute just explosion Robinhood's a great example right when something's free a we don't value it and b it doesn't act as a handbrake i i'm on record this is a that the, so you reckon my superhero conversation is unpopular the the most unpopular thing i've ever written is me defending property stamp duty and it was literally because i have a strong conviction supposition but conviction that it helped us avoid most of the house flipping debacle of the gfc and the great recession in the u.s because stamp duty puts a handbrake on speculation, right? It stops you, if you've got to buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell, and you're going to pay 50, 60, 80, 100 grand each time, you're not going to flip houses, right? That's just, that's a fundamental handbrake. Yep. And while I don't want to pay 100 bucks a trade for brokerage, I am absolutely sure that if there's a $100 activity tax, call it, <laughs> what brokerage, whatever you want to call it, that, that makes you think twice. Do I really want to mm. sell these shares? Do I really want to buy these shares? And as much as I want everyone to invest and I don't want any obstacles in people's way, $5 trades is kind of like, well, I don't really need to think about this trade because if I don't like it, I'll just change it later. And, and, and we already know that traders are overactive. We know that investors lose out because they do too much. Um, often even when funds do fantastically, the average investor in that fund does terribly because they buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell. Um, they kind of can't help themselves. So I, I, on one hand, uh, I'm absolutely speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. I love cheap and I love um, listeners and, and investors generally having better access, cheaper access. But I'm absolutely dead scared that this actually creates perverse incentives for you guys because, hey, you make money on, on volume as does everybody else. That's so not just superhero. But also in doing that, you know, I, I desperately worry that listeners are going to start making worse financial decisions because there is not that handbrake on hmm. that actual trade activity. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. There there are you know so many people like yourself who are who are sort of championing low fees and low rates, and and I guess the world has moved to free, particularly in the mm. US. I do think, and I've always said, us us as Aussies always sort of question, well, if it's free, what's the catch? Yeah, and and exactly. I think, did, well, and did I, and did I give you the analogy right? or was it someone else the other day? If you, if you walked into David Jones, if you walked into David Jones and they were handing out free T-shirts, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, grab, I'll grab one and wear it to bed. But if right, you go right, upstairs right. To, to the men's section and those T-shirts are $55 each, right. you're going, oh, hang on, that's, that's actually, there's actually value there, right? So yeah. if you give something away for free, there is no value applied to it. It's a psychological thing. So is free really free? That's the question that we go through. Yes. But there's a race to the bottom in terms of fees and, and, that, and that race has been amplified by the likes of, you know, even, even yourself. So, and, and it's psychologically, it's, it's a crazy thing to be saying, well, it's for exactly sense. the same thing, yeah. it's better to be paying $20 instead of five. Yep, yep. yep. But I absolutely agree. You know, we don't want to promote rampant speculation in the stock market. Mm. And, and we've just dropped ETF brokerage to zero, which has a marginal cost to our business. It does have a marginal cost to our business, but we want to incentivize people to make longer term investment decisions. And if we can remove the cost structures from that, hopefully that in- incentivizes that sort of behavior. But, you know, I think, I think there's people who are going to come in in the short term or, or the medium term that are less than $5. And, and you know, does that does that mean does that is that a bad thing, or are there other me- risks, you know, risk measures and controls that should be put in place to ensure people don't abuse the you know, do you call it the system, the market? Yeah, no, you're right. Financial it's a, it's a hard situation. One, right? Yeah, I mean, even I think is am I right in saying I think Robinhood actually sells Orderflow to basically fund their business? Is that still the case? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do. man, which, I, which I, you can't I, do, which you can't do in Australia. No, thank, and thank God, just quietly. I mean, people don't realise they're literally saying to somebody else, "Hey, come and take some margin off my off my price, yeah, and and give me a free trade for it." I, I I find that that literally blows my mind. I mean, no one knows, right? So they or not, no one knows, but the customers don't know or don't care, so they do it, and who cares? You yeah. you are literally, it's it's like it's like going up to someone saying, "Well, I'm, like, I'm happy to pay a dollar for this, uh, but I'll, I'll put a bid in at ninety nine cents, and you know, pay a dollar because you told me you want to pay a dollar." It's it's just. It's just crazy, right? It's like an auction where you say, "Look, I'm going to start bidding low, but really, here's my top price." Yeah. Um, it drives me drives me nuts. But anyway, um, sorry about Robin Hood. This is about you guys. So, mate, John, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, no, thank thanks, you for getting in touch with me, me about the the feedback you'd received. As I said, I do think some of the feedback you got was a miss a representation of what I'd said, other than the CGT thing, which was absolutely my mistake. So, um, thanks for giving me the chance, in, personally or privately, to, to correct it. Um, but also, thanks for coming on and helping our, our listeners understand a little bit more about superhero and what you guys are up to. And um, and despite my despite my comments, um, I do wish you the best. I think you know we are fans of disruption and, and technological improvement. And I still remain concerned about cheap brokerage. But as you rightly say, if it's not you, it's somebody else. This is a train. There's no point standing in front of. Right? Someone's going to do it. So mm-hmm. um, maybe the message, the effort falls to me to. Um, Educate better and help people not make stupid decisions. Take advantage yeah. of cheap brokers without letting them, letting that create adverse or perverse incentives or outcomes for them because of that cheap brokerage. Yeah. All right, thanks Very for having John me on. It's Winters. been great to it's been great to chat about superhero and you know hopefully, you know we're, things 
things are going going great for the business and hopefully we do you know hopefully we're, we're sort of up there on at the you know standing shoulder to shoulder with the likes of NetWealth and and comsec and 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 hub and you know these these sort of major successful companies Mate, we'll certainly look forward to watching you do it. All the best. Good luck with it. And uh, look forward to talking to you. Maybe in future when you when you hit those heights, mate. Remember the little guys. Remember we spoke yeah, once when you were uh, yeah. rich and famous, mate. I might come to you for a reference. We'll see how we go. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. John Winter, CEO and co-founder of Superhero. Thank you so much for your time, mate. And uh, as always, fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.